I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN, hour number two. Look at the smile on that gentleman's face right there. Four to one. The Tampa Bay Lightning win. The under does come home. Got a little worrisome there, but an empty netter uh, does uh, do the trick there for the Lightning. They win four to one, and they now even this series up at two games apiece. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Hashtag never in doubt. Never in doubt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sean was all over it last night. Sean, you were drafted. By the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was, 1999. In April of 1999. Yep. Shortly thereafter, our next guest was named the radio play-by-play voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning. John Ollers joins us right now. He's out in L.A. He's been the voice of the Ducks for over 20 years, and he's also going to be doing play-by-play on national radio on Sports USA for the Stanley Cup Final. He was just calling the Western Conference Finals, and he's kind enough to join us right now to break everything down. Hey, John, we appreciate you jumping on. And uh, the the team that you used to broadcast two decades ago, uh, certainly looking uh, as sharp as they were against the Florida Panthers. A little sluggish out of the gate, losing those first two games. But uh, from what you've seen from the Lightning, especially between the pipes, it feels like, okay, here come those uh, those two-time defending Stanley Cup champs. Well, you can, in my mind, uh, I know you guys are are in the business of making odds, but in my mind, when you got a two-time defending champion, they are the favorite until they are eliminated. And I think a lot of people may have written them off a couple of games ago, but uh, this is the reason they're the two-time defending champions. And it starts right there with what you talked about. When Andre Vasilevsky gets that look in his eye, and he had that look in his eye these last couple of games, uh, particularly today, until the late goal with the goaltender pulled, uh, you know, he gives them a chance to win all the time. Obviously, this time of year, everybody's banged up. Players are missing from everyone's lineup. But at the end of the day, if you've got goaltending, you've got a chance. And that means the Lightning will always have a chance. You know, what's exciting for me, John, is, and I've mentioned this to Tim, is I still don't think they're operating at full mass right now. I still think Victor Hedman's playing a little apprehensive. He's got some un- you know, common turnovers. Uh, I still think Stamkos, even though Stammer got the goal late, still seems slightly off, and we still don't have Brayden Point. Have you heard any updates on Brayden Point, and what did the Lightning do 
in game three and four that they did not do in game one and two? Well, for me, I'll start with your last question, Sean. I, I felt like they took away the Rangers' speed on the attack. And, and, and one of the ways that I was impressed with New York in the first two games was the way that they moved the puck up the ice and supported it. They'd stretch a pass through the neutral zone, a player would be waiting at the blue line, but they had support with speed, and all it took was a short little two- or three-foot pass, and that player with speed would gain the zone. I didn't see that from the Rangers in the two games in Tampa. The home team gets the last change. Uh, maybe the fact that the, the Lightning were home, and I know that John Cooper juggled his lines a little bit. He, he put a matchup line together, but uh, you get to match those deep pairings against the forward lines that you want so much. And the fact that they did that, I think, is the main reason that the Rangers were completely ineffective five-on-five five, and something that will be interesting to watch when they go back to the Garden. We've seen in the Eastern Conference in these playoffs, they've been very, very home-heavy. I think the I did a couple of games in the Boston-Carolina series. That, that, that series went all seven games to the home team. Then Carolina in the second round against the Rangers, the first six games went all to the home team until that deciding game in Carolina when New York was able to change things. And then so far it's, it's, held, uh, it's been holding serve in this series as well. So, you know, for, for me, are the, are the Lightning hitting on all cylinders? I, I think they are defensively. And this time of year, that's more important in my mind than offense. You know, they're a great offensive team, but, you know, to your point where Victor Hedman's concerned, he certainly could be dealing with something. He might be a little banged up. Almost everybody is. And and to me, it was interesting. I know from my time in Tampa, you get to this time of year in June, the ice can be difficult to maintain. I thought the ice might have been bad in the game tonight. I thought both teams had a lot of problems, particularly in the first half of the hockey game, putting two and three passes together. And that might have a lot to do with, with the inability to look like that well-oiled machine that you're used to seeing, Sean. Yeah, uh, Braden Point. Um, John, I know you still have a lot of connections. Lightning have been extremely quiet. I did see a report that he has gotten about 45 minutes to an hour of ice time on his own trying to get in condition, test that injury out. Do you have any updates at all on when or even if we will see Braden Point in the series? It's a good sign that he's skating. Uh, the fact that, you know, the, the injury to me, and, and, I, and you know, you don't want to speculate, but it, it looked like the way he felt, it was, it was odd. And where he grabbed, he looked to me like he grabbed in his quad area. You can speculate all you want. You know, he's had a, he's had a history with some hip injuries in the past as well. But the fact that he's skating, because if he, let's, for instance, say if he tore a quad, and I know we're not in the business of, of hypotheticals, but that's a, that's a painful injury, and that can be a long-term injury. If that's the case, the fact that he's been out as long as he has would make sense. But again, for me, the fact that he's skating is a really good sign because oftentimes with, with an injury of that magnitude, it, it could keep a player off the ice for a longer period of time than, than they actually have with him. Obviously, the point has been a great playoff player for them. I think he's a great player, period. And, and an addition like him would go a long ways to, to really – Settling the line combinations, even if he's a, an, an 80% Braden point or a 75% Braden point, he could move some players around in that lineup to where maybe they're more comfortable. I know the Rangers are missing Strom as well. And like I said earlier, this time of year, you know, everybody's dealing with something. And, and the team that can perhaps stay healthiest some, sometimes is the team that can be the luckiest. Well, we sit here right now 2-2 going back to New York. As you mentioned, the Eastern Conference seems to be favoring the home team quite often. How do you see the remainder of this series playing out? Lightning, Rangers, six, seven games. How do you see it playing out? 
Well, on a personal level, I'll say this. I know if it goes seven, um, John Forslund, who's handling the games for our network, has a, uh, a family situation. I think there's a, a, a graduation in his future, and uh, he wouldn't be able to do that game. So I would do game seven, and I'd love to come in. I'd, I'd love to be the lefty that they bring in for that game because, man, that would be a lot of fun in the garden. And I, I wouldn't – let's just put it this way. I won't be surprised if I get the call. You know, it's funny. That's a true broadcaster right there. <laughs> you know, he knows everything possible. He's like, yeah. He's like, I, I, I just wanted to go seven so I get a chance. But I, I, I don't blame you. We do know uh, that uh, that you, John, uh, as John Aller is joining us right now, uh, Voice of the Ducks also uh, catch the national radio call on Sports USA on, I'm sure, tons of affiliates across the country. Um, you'll be in Denver at some point here in the next week or so uh, calling – the Stanley Cup final, and you were just in Edmonton last night, uh, flew back today after a clean sweep from the Avalanche. You know, it's funny, John, at least the, the thought process was against the Blues, you started to have that doubt creep in, right? The Avalanche have been this juggernaut in the regular season recently and then have fizzled in the playoffs. What stood out to you over that four-game stretch of the Avalanche completing the sweep of the Oilers? their intestinal fortitude, Tim. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to have individual meetings with, with both of the head coaches before each game. And the thing that I, I asked Jared Bednar, I think after game one of the series, I said, you know, everybody talks about building and getting better this time of year. And, and that's what you look for as a coach from your team. I said, you feel like your team's getting better. And he, and he even admitted to me, he said, maybe not on the ice. He said, but mentally, I think we're better. And, and you, you, you know, you documented it, that it had been four consecutive years to the second round and out for Colorado. There were some famous quotes from um, from Nathan McKinnon uh, when he was disappointed last year when they were eliminated after game six in the second round against Vegas, a series they led 2 nothing, and then they led the game three late before then losing four games in a row. And, and, and Nathan McKinnon is far and away the, the leader on this team. Uh, Kale McCarr is a special player, but you know, I think his, his quote was, uh, you know, not to, not to do any censoring, but he said, I've been in the league now nine years and I haven't won bleep. And, <laughs> and in the words of Jared Bednar, he said, McKinnon doesn't care about points. He doesn't care if he scores goals. He doesn't care about anything but winning right now. And, and we've seen it with some of the great players in our game over decades and, and, you know, over the, over the years in the national hockey league, a player like Steve Eiserman, who, who stood out in the eighties and nineties would score even 150 in points and 60 goals and had never won a championship. And until, you know, his mindset changed and became about, you know, all about championships, the Red Wings didn't turn that corner. And I get that same feeling. There's been so many chances for Colorado in these playoffs. They face different levels of adversity in games where they, you know, they spit up the lead against St. Louis and, McKinnon scores that that you know amazing goal late in Game Five. Looks like they're going to win the series, and they spit the bit. They give up the game tying goal with less than a minute to go. The goalie pulled and losing overtime, and it looked like everybody's saying, "Oh, same old abs. Here we go." And then they go to St. Louis and they're dominant, and they win that game on the road. They haven't lost on the road yet in the postseason. That tells me a lot about a hockey team as well. And and then against Edmonton, you know that that wild game one, they're up seven to three after two. It looks like a walk in the park. And then with three minutes to go, it's seven to six, and the Oilers pull their goalie. Here's your chance for again for Colorado to, you know, to trip over themselves, and they don't. They hang on. They get an empty netter. They win eight six. Then they come out and they dominate game two. They win four nothing, and they go up to Edmonton and, and win two more. 
and and they, they came back in the third, down by two goals twice last night in the third period on the road against a desperate team. And they come up, they come back, they take the lead, they give up the lead. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And they win in overtime. To me, that's what's going on. You can, you can talk about Kale McCarr, who is a special player. And to me, I, I'm going to age myself because I saw him play the closest thing we've seen to Bobby Orr since Bobby Orr. Nice. And, uh, you know, but that's that's on the ice. That's what these guys have from a skill standpoint. But so far, what they've shown me, and I've seen a half a dozen of their playoff games, is it's the mental toughness, and that that will take you so far this time. Well, you you will be in Denver in a short amount of time, John. We appreciate great the stuff, insight John. and have Good some great calls in the playoffs. It's my pleasure, guys. Anytime. There take he care. is, John Ollers. Make sure to catch his radio call, Sports USA, at the Stanley Cup Final. It's the nightcap here on BC. Vsin Vsin contributor Jeff Siegel had to double check I had the right read there Sean is coming off a winning Preakness pick and now you can get a $25 free bet to follow him in Saturday's Belmont Stakes, all you have to do is sign up for First Bet, the preferred horse betting racing app of Beeson. Go to Beeson.com slash horses for details on this exclusive offer for Beeson fans. That's B-S-I-N.com slash bet uh, slash horses. Use the promo code LV Belmont. Then join Jeff in rooting for his pick on the final race in this year's Triple Crown. You fired up about the Belmont Stakes? I know, right? Rich Strike is running. Woo! Yeah, after, is he? Yeah, after skipping the Preakness, Rich Strike is running. Uh, I, I think the over-under is that he finishes last. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of you who are interested and who I like for the Belmont Stakes, we will be going through all of that on Friday. So make sure you guys tune in. We'll have a couple special guests. So does it matter to you? Let me ask you this. By the way, uh, because you – I, I had to remind the people all day Friday, right, mm-hmm. that the Rangers won. Right. I will do that every single segment okay. today because that's what you had to do. Four to one, final score. Rangers lose to the Lightning. So Lightning win four to one. Sean's happy puck line, 60-minute, three, uh, three-way money line. Sean, you everything. Boom, boom. Just couldn't find the alternate. Sweep, sweep the board. Uh, and uh, I'm happy, too, because I took the uh, Lightning plus 120. We'll see what the adjusted series price is. Actually, I see it right now. Um 
But but the question I was going to ask you, I'll get you, I'll get the folks the odds on Game Five here in just a moment. For you, as a horse handicapper, mm-hmm. someone who loves betting horse racing. Now, me, the novice, right? I like the the intrigue of the Triple Crown. So honestly, as someone who does not bet horse racing uh, regularly, right? The interest level is down here. For you, it's still a big time race. Right? It is. So for you, is this still a massive race for you to to handicap and and to spend all day in the book and, and watching? Well, these you horses? don't have to spend as long handicapping because it's a smaller field. Right, it's I not think 20 it horses. was ten, eight horses eight, yeah. as opposed to having to handicap twenty. And in this year's Derby, twenty one, the twenty one first horse that got in actually was was the the one that, that crossed the finish line first. But there's a lot that is on the line. And uh, for Rich Strike, he's a horse that didn't do a lot early. In the year, he won the Derby. If he wants to have any chance to be three-year-old champion, then he has to win the Belmont because he's going to need to put together some some great one successes. So it's interesting from that. There's a horse that uh, a lot of people liked in the Derby, Mo Donegal, mm. that drew the one hole. Remember, a lot of people that came on the show yep. Derby Week were like, they liked Mo Donegal, but they didn't like that he drew the one hole. Well, he's running in the Belmont, so it's a chance for him to prove that it was the the starting position which cost him the Kentucky Derby, and that he's the best three-year-old in the country. And then you have Nest, who ran second in the Kentucky Oaks, the Secret Oath. She's running. So uh, Todd Pletcher, he's won this race multiple times, actually has won it with a Philly before. And, you know, so it's a lot of things that go into this. And there's a lot of value. I think the favorite in this race is ultimately going to be around 7-2. to two. Really? So you think we, the people, will drop? Yeah, he'll drop. Because I think there'll be money coming in on, on sentimental money will come in on Rich Strike. People that just want like a good story. A lot of people that like Mo Donegal in the Derby and, and didn't like the post will now back him, you know. And, and you know, then you got people that will gravitate to Nest, the Philly. So I, I think the, the favorite will be about seven to two, and that creates a lot of value. The pools are really big, and when you don't have a prohibitive favorite, you know, you can really, really cast some big tickets. You know, playing exactors, trifectas, superfectas, and, and even if you want to bet big, the win bet. I mean. Um, I was trying to think what's the horse that won early voting who won the uh, Preakness. I think he was like seven to two. Mm. So, I mean, you you put a thousand down, you know, you're getting four four before a little over four thousand back. So you put a hundred down, you're getting four hundred back. So no, there was a lot of value, you know, just in betting the win, you know, in, in that race. So I think the Belmont's going to offer that same opportunity. So I'm pretty sure I know how I'm going to bet it, but I'll wait till Friday. Okay, all right, we will do that uh, on Friday. Uh, Belmont, the final leg of the Triple Crown. Of course, no Triple Crown. Rich Strike did not race in the uh, in the Preakness, but will be uh, there in the Belmont. And right now, seven to two. Uh, I believe those were the morning line odds there for uh, for the Belmont. So, uh, uh, update the people on what happened in the Brewers game, please. Uh, Josh Hader mm-hmm. blew his first save of the year. Entered tonight, eighteen of eighteen on saves, zero ERA, gave up. Not one, but two solo home runs. And then, as you astutely project, projected, said it will not be an easy yeah. bottom of the ninth. But the Phillies do get it done. Uh, they loaded the bases, uh, but ultimately got a, uh, I believe it was a strikeout to uh, to end the game. Yeah, check swing strikeout to end the game. So the Philadelphia Phillies come back. They win 3-2. to two, And uh, a first-blown save there for Josh Hader. The Brewers have now lost four in a row. By the way, uh, the Reds won. So they gained another game in their uh, chase to catch Milwaukee. And and let me just point something out. 
The Brewers currently sit 14 games behind. I mean, the Reds sit 14 games behind the Brewers in the win column. When I made the wager on the Cincinnati Reds to win the NL Central, they were 26 games behind the Brewers in the win column. So I'm just saying they're slowly chopping into this lead. No, they were they were not 20. You made the wager. They had like what? 5 wins on the six, 6 wins and the Brewers already had like uh No. Yeah, the Brewers were already like at uh 20 Look, I it was they've cut into the deficit. They're still in last place by the way. First of all, it's baby steps. And they're still tied with the Nationals who they just lost 3 of 4 to. That's okay. Uh for the worst record in the National League. By the way, the Nats got absolutely destroyed tonight in Miami. Yeah, they're a bad team. Yeah, I know. Well, I take that back. So I bet that this is Adon shouldn't be pitching in the, in the big leagues. You want a Doan? Yeah, a Doan. Yeah, he shouldn't be pitching in the big leagues. Uh, it's not his fault. Steven Strasburg's coming back on yeah. Thursday. It's not his fault. I think the Adon experience. By the way, anyone, I know there's a lot of, uh, I know Scott, you know, breaks down all the games every night, Hoops Peterson, everywhere. Uh, for those who have been fading the Nats when Adone pitches, I think your uh, your money train might be over after tonight because uh, Steven Strasburg slated to come back into the rotation. Oh, he's a on, fade on initially. He's definitely a fade. First of all, there's no scenario where he probably goes more than three, four innings. I mean, they're going to be so careful with him. I'm just saying, if Adone pitches, you take the other team. I don't care who they're playing. Uh, yeah. They could be playing like a triple-A team. Like, you take the, the other Nats team. The Nats are a triple-A team. Yeah, Adone is awful. He's not actually good. at the plate. They're not. They have some guys that can hit, but they're they just streaky. have enough of them. They're streaky. I take Soto. If the well, yeah, yeah. I wish the Rays could put a package together and add Soto. Yeah, that's not happening. But I mean, if if the Nats could just play the Reds, uh, yeah, you know. that was a fluke. That was a fluke series. I mean, Hunter Green, who's basically been pitching underhand all year, came out like Doc Gooden. And get out of here. Hold on. I just want to pull up a text message real quick. <laughs> um, so, what what did you just say? What did you say about the series? It was a fluke? Well, it was 1-3, I no, think. No, no, no. No, I'm, I'm serious. Oh. What you said, I said the Nats took three of four, and you said it was yeah. a fluke series. Can you read that text for the people? That's Cody Decker. So, what does that say? It was a fluke. Sean will say... It's a fluke. Hey, listen, anytime the Nationals win three we, or four games against another Major that? League Baseball Cody's team, coming on that's tonight. a fluke. I don't care if it's the Pirates, the Cubs. The Reds. It doesn't matter. Suck. The well, Nationals suck. Well, Two crappy teams played this weekend, and apparently one crappy team got the upper hand on the I've other. I've got two tickets that say the Reds don't suck. Matter well, of fact, they're only 13 games behind Milwaukee now. Wow. In the win column. Congratulations. Yeah, hey, well, we cut that in half by the All-Star break. And, and then August 11th, that's my day. You, when we right there in contention. Just remember this. Okay? Well, so Don't right, fight it. No. Just breathe. August Allow 11th, it to happen. August 11th. By the way, you're wrong about something else, which we'll get to here in just a moment. Probably. Um, August 11th, what, what are you expecting to be? The Reds will be within single digits of the Brewers. That, that's my, 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 my belief on August 11th. Yeah, right now they're 12 games back. Okay. August 11th, they'll be low single digits. I'll say we're even under five. They'll be under five games back by August 11th. Cigar bet. Yeah, that's easy. Of first place? Yeah. Within five games of first place. Of, of Milwaukee. No, no, of first place. We're chasing Milwaukee right now. Well, so Mil- that's what we're going with. Milwaukee, what, no, no, no. Do no, you no. want the cigar bet or not? 
Yes, okay. I will take the cigar bet. Well, that's within, what the cigar bet is. They will be within five games of Milwaukee? Of Milwaukee, yep. Okay. August 11th. <laughs> You're going to lose two cigar bets on the Reds. White Sox won again today, by the way. Remember remember you did that on... Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Just, 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 so, so did the Reds. Just so we didn't lose any ground. Yeah, you don't play, you get to play the Diamondbacks every uh, every single night. So, um, by the way, the other thing that you're wrong on, Sean, Lightning are a favorite, minus one thirty for Game Five at Madison Square Garden. Rangers have won eight straight home games, but they are plus one twenty. The Ranger, the Lightning, after winning tonight, minus one thirty for Game Five. Now minus one seventy in the adjusted series price. Good. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It's Better Nightcap. team is favorite. You're on Visa. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. The MLB season is in full swing, and you can play ball with the Peacock MLB Sunday leadoff challenge. Just draft your players and compete for free for up to $10,000 in prizes. Visit DraftKings.com slash Peacock for more information. Don't just watch your shows. Peacock them. Terms and conditions, conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Speaking of Peacock and Peacocktivity, what Sean is uh, doing today with his lightning winning four. That's what champions do. One, evening up the series against the Rangers last night. They were plus 120 to win the series. That's where I took a nibble. And they are now minus 170 to win the series. Sean was all over it last night. Good hits by you. Good advice by you. And they are a favorite to win game five Thursday night at Madison Square Garden. Minus 130 are the lightning. And uh, as you see right there, uh, plus 105. Uh, for the New York Rangers. Well, before we get Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals, we get Game 3 of the NBA Finals. And to talk more about it, we bring in from Rotowire Alex Barutha. Follow him on Twitter at Alex underscore NBA Rutha. Love that Twitter handle. Um, what have been your biggest takeaways been from... Actually, I'll rephrase this question, Alex. Because... Sean and I were on different uh, wavelengths. Sean was on the Warriors. I was on the Celtics. Um, after two games, I'm still on the Celtics. Sean's still on the Warriors. Has your opinion shifted at all on your thoughts pre-series after two games? So my thoughts pre-series, I was picking the Warriors. Uh, so I, I think Celtics are the better team one through five. I think they have more talent one through five. But I was banking a lot on the experience of the Warriors core, six finals appearances, same with Steve Kerr, way more experienced coaching. Ime Udoka, first-year head coach. Obviously, we still have to give him credit for doing a great game in the finals. But, yeah, I'm still on the Warriors. I, I think, um, you know, I think a lot of people who picked one team are sticking to that because, you know, in game one, um, it's, it's competitive. The Warriors got to a lead, and the fourth quarter is just crazy for the the Celtics, some unbelievably hot shooting for them down the stretch stretch. And then in game two, um, Warriors pull away at the end of the third quarter uh, by so much again with like hot shooting. And it leads to a bunch of garbage time in the fourth. 
So I think both sides, whoever side you started on, there's reason for you to kind of dig your heels in and say, no, these are the reasons that I still think this team can win the series. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's funny. I think if you're a Warriors backer, you say we're, you know, 12 minutes away from being up 2-0. And I think if you're a Celtics backer like myself, you say, well, if we don't turn the ball over 18 times, maybe they're up 2-0. So I, I agree. Uh, the Celtics are the favorite heading into tomorrow night, a total of 12, uh, 2-12 and a half, uh, a spread of three and a half. It's been interesting, Alex. Home court for the Celtics hasn't really been all that advantageous. They've been almost a better team on the road than they have been at home. I believe their record now on the road is 8-3. Uh, I don't want to say nine and two ATS um, come tomorrow night. Are you thinking the zigzag is in effect? Meaning, you know, after one team wins, the other team makes that adjustment, that response. What is your anticipation uh, for tomorrow night's game? Would you make a bet one way or the other on a side or the total? It's, you know, it's hard for me to, to go against the Celtics since I picked them to, to win the series and definitely see uh, going with the Celtics, and I might lean that way. It's because there it is a turn to adjust, right? Um, you know, after Game Two, the Warriors were a lot more effective. Those Curry pick and rolls. I think, I think the Celtics will will adjust for those. I think that's that's the big thing for them right now is making sure Steph doesn't get those open threes off a of pick and roll. I don't know how you can leave it open. Um, you know, they were playing drop cover. They were they weren't switching when they were supposed to. I think that's going to change. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics came out and won this game, especially at home, even though uh, they haven't been particularly. Ultimately, I think this will be a more defensive series than the series. Both these teams are better defensively than offensively. So I'm always going to consider leading on the under uh, for the total, especially as the series goes on and teams learn about each other more. You know, Alex, I have the I have the series only going four. I think Boston will be the first team in history to just wave the white flag. <laughs> And say Golden State's better, but when you look at never game... seen someone brag more twenty four <laughs> minutes into a basketball game in my life. He was calling sweep, and then he just didn't talk the final forty five minutes of the show last. Uh, but Thursday it was such night. an outlier. I mean, the Celtics it won wasn't. game one, but they shot fifty one percent from three. Of course, they regressed back to an eighteen what's turnovers closer is an outlier? to what their normal is, which they don't even a forty percent three point shooting team. So they shot in game two. But my question is. I think they have a deficiency in the ball handling department. I think, especially with Gary Payton Jr. being back, that Golden State can really put some stress on Boston. Would you con- Do you think Steve Kerr would consider maybe putting Payton in the game a little more, forcing Tatum, forcing Brown to have to dribble the ball up? I, I think back to the Bulls' magic and Scottie Pippen start picking Magic Johnson up and really making him work to get it up the court. And it got the Lakers completely out of their offensive rhythm. Any chance, I think Curry was on that team, that he maybe tries to utilize that strategy moving forward? I think so. Yeah, I mean, Peyton was, was such a big part of um, their playoff game plan until he got hurt. I think it was game two of the Memphis series. Um, and he's, I mean, he's been excellent for them all year. Um, not like a great doer by any stretch of imagination, but he's good on offense because of his athleticism can in the dunker spot can catch lobs too. So it's not like he's a zero out there. Um, it's tough. You know, I think, I think if you are Steve Kerr, you have to try it. Like you said, because, uh, Boston's, you know, Boston's not great dribbling the ball. Marcus smart, Derek white. These guys aren't great. Like handling the ball crossovers. They're not breaking people's ankles or anything like that. Um, you know, if Kerr does that, then I think, the, the natural response by Adoka has to be, well, we have to, 
we have to pound the ball inside because I, I don't think Kerr would go like Draymond and Looney and Gary Payton. That's just not enough three point shoot. So um, I think Kerr tries it. And then if that's the case, then I think Udoka responds, which is trying to feed the ball as much as possible. We're talking once again to Alex Barutha from uh, Rotowire at Alex underscore NBA Barutha. His last name is B A R U T H A. Love that Twitter handle. Um, when it comes to the player prop market, um, you know, pre series, I, I felt like this was going to be a, a rough one for Clay. I said he would only have one game in the series where he would have more than 20 points. That's where his player prop is at 19 and a half. He has really struggled, but we certainly have seen. Clay come alive at certain points in this postseason. Game six against the Grizzlies, game five against the Mavericks. 19 and a half is his over-under. Do you do we continue to fade Clay? Or is this that game where he finds that fountain of youth, that you know, 2016 form and uh is is hitting from beyond? Yeah, I understand why the prop is there. It's why he's been averaging for the entire playoffs. And I think people are just kind of scared to take the under on clay props anyway. So you put the number as high as you can. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, if they do go with more Gary Payton, who knows, it could come at the expense of clay Thompson. People have been talking about that. I think it'd more come at the expense of Looney. Um, you know, for Thompson. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind taking the under at 19 and a half. I think it's possible. He still struggles at the same time. It's hard for me to imagine too many games where clay plays poorly uh, and, and the warriors win. So I think, you know, going into it, your strategy could be, Hey, if I think the Celtics are going to win, you could just maybe throw in the parlay with the clay under 19 and a half and the warriors lose. If you think the other way, Hey, clay's going to have a good game. If he has a good game, they're probably going to win parlay that with the, the, with the warriors win in that case. You know, Alex, when you uh, real quickly, when you look at the three guys that performed very well in game one, uh, Derek white, Al Horford and Marcus Smart, and then all of them kind of dropped off uh, the cliff, so to speak, in game two. Who of those threes would you anticipate a bounce back spot tomorrow night? I would go with Al Horford. He he was terrible in game two. Um, And I I just, I don't expect that to be the case. And the thing the the Celtics do have, they have the size advantage. Again, if if the Warriors are going to have to start playing small, which I think they might have to, um, with, you know, we met Gary Payton before, then I think you try to feed Al Horford in the post. That's not the best area of the court for him, but you got to get him the ball inside because he's going to be able to just flip shots over guys. So um, I would go with Horford as well, especially since he's so crucial to their defensive game plan. I don't think he's at any risk of losing minutes. Alex, great stuff, man. We appreciate it. And uh, we will be uh, checking in as the series goes on. Sounds great. Thanks guys. Hey, Alex warriors in four. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Cigar bit. Uh, no, nah, pass. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, this season is over. Okay. I don't see Boston win another game. I really don't. I, it's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but I'm just telling you, I'm probably wrong, right. You're wrong about game one. I'm check, probably right. Check the check mark. I'm probably right. I mean, you've won zero of our cigar bets so far. Let's go, Steph. So, just, just point it out. And then you told me, Clay Thompson, you know, no shot. He'll be under. Well, he's started off under 20 points in both of those games. So. Bringing up old stuff. I'm just I'm bringing up my predictions that that we wrote down, and so, just, that's where I am. Celtics win tomorrow night. Yep. Want a cigar about it? Nope. Tiger Woods out of the U.S. Open. Dave Ross is upset tonight, Captain.
This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $39, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled best betting content in the business right here at vsin.com and subscribers will have access to all of it that includes adam burke's daily mlb best bets jonathan von tobel have his best bets all the way through the nba finals andy mcneil breaking down the action on the ice we'll have a game five of the eastern conference finals on thursday night plus nfl preseason coverage golf ufc whatever you want we've got it so if you want that full vsin experience which features daily best bet email Every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vcin.com slash. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Summer. Alongside Sean King. I am mm-hmm. Tim Murray. We will talk to uh, Cody Decker, our good friend, uh, coming up top of the hour. Joe, Mount, uh, Joe Madden out as the manager of the L.A. Angels as they are in the midst of a 12-game losing streak. But the old uh, fired manager, maybe things turn around theory because they're up 5-3 to three right now on the Red Sox. Uh, in the top of the sixth inning. And uh, I want to say the Phillies, Sean, they won tonight. As mentioned, Josh Hader blowing his first save of the year. Uh, the Phillies, they just completed a sweep of the Angels, and they fired Joe Girardi last week. So the Phillies have now won five straight. So maybe it's time to back the Angels, Sean. Uh, With no. Joe Madden uh, being no, I'm ousted. Good. I'm good. Well, they're leading five to three right now. They're one of the most frustrating teams to to wager with. The Angels, yeah. Well, they've lost twelve in a row. So if you've been betting on them, and, and it's it's and, and it's one thing they, if you bet like a bad team, Tim, but when you bet like with the Angels and you see Trout up there striking out and Otani striking out, you're like, Man, what in the world? Trout hurt Aaron. Is that why he, he left, left the, the game? game? You know, he left. He had a home run in the first inning, and uh, Trout might be hurt. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, as he left the game in uh, just a little while ago. So Angels leading 5-3 to three over the Red Sox. Joe Madden out as the manager. Uh, we will talk more about that with Cody Decker. Last week, we asked Cody if Joe Girardi got a raw deal. He said yes, and uh, apparently the uh, the Phillies are responding to the, uh, to the move to get rid of 
uh, Joe Girardi, or it's just baseball and you get hot at sometimes and you have five straight wins. Uh, but they did beat the uh, Brewers tonight. Once again, 3-2, to two, Josh Hader blowing his first save. We've got NBA Finals game number three uh, coming up tomorrow night. We'll talk more about that next hour. Sean's Lightning taking care of business. Mm-hmm. Never in doubt. 4-1. to one. Empty netter there to make it 4-1 to one in the closing seconds. Under for the third straight game. Total exactly five in the last three games. First period under again, too. So two straight games of the first period under uh, coming home. Your early game five line up at Madison Square Garden on Thursday night. Uh, at DraftKings, it is Tampa minus 125. That's actually the shortest price you can find on your Lightning, minus 125. But if you like the uh, road team, or the home team, I should say, uh, you can get a plus 120 here at Circa uh, for the Rangers. The total heavily juiced to the under at minus 140 at five and a half. What does the Lightning minus 125 say to you? Uh... I would seem to indicate that they're the right side. Because the Rangers were favored in game one and two, right? Slight? No, they were not. Not in either game? I will double-check that, uh, but I do not think they were. Um, game one, the game they lost 6-2, to two, Lightning went off minus 126. Okay. And game two... Lightning went off minus one twenty four. So well, that's a bad number then. That, that's a that's a, a, a so a jinxed minus one twenty five. Well, once again, minus one thirty. Uh, yeah, at circa minus one twenty five. So yeah, it's it's about the same, about the same of, of games one and two. It'll be fascinating. Rangers, I think game five is going to be fascinating. Rangers are eight and one at home this postseason, two and seven on the road. Yeah, but I would say this as the guy who does not moniker himself Puck Stradamus. It certainly feels like Vasilevsky has found his mojo. Last two games, I felt like he's played really well. He played, you know, what was the discussion all during the Panther series? Lightning have the best goalie in the playoffs, and I think that is uh, that has been shown these last two games. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and I think Tampa did a great job tonight. Let me look it up just so I'm making sure that I'm giving accurate yeah, information saves here. Tonight. Yeah, Rangers only had two power plays tonight. And um, they scored on one of them, but it was even 6-4 because they went empty netter. Right. And so I think the Rangers have resorted back to what they were in the Hurricane Series. Very, very average team on five on five. Very deadly team when they're on the power play. So to me, as the Lightning go back, they have to try and figure out how to play mistakeless hockey in a lot of ways. Like you don't want to give the Rangers power plays for unnecessary things. You know, because they've proven that they're really, really adapted at converting on power plays. But if you force them to play the majority of the three periods in five on five, you know, I think the Lightning have a huge advantage. So game five coming up on Thursday night. Uh, that'll be a eight o'clock Eastern puck drop at Madison Square Garden. I love the fact that you know. I don't know if there's any you know. Apologies to the 27 Carolina Hurricane fans out there, but I love the fact that it's the Rangers <laughs> and the Lightning. Oh, me too. It's exciting. I mean, the Lightning, obviously, yeah. they've got the tradition now of you know back-to-back Stanley Cups, won three in this, what, century, right? Yeah, and, and here's what's amazing. Madison Square Garden. I mean, New York fans will 
I mean, hell, they they put on a parade. It felt like after they beat the Hawks in one game uh, in the Knicks, well, uh, the Rangers certainly have far exceeded Knicks expectations. Tampa would love nothing more than to knock out the Lightning in one year and the Rangers in the Tampa. following year in the Eastern Conference Finals. They beat the Lightning last year in the Eastern Conference beat Finals. Themselves? No, the Lightning beat the Islanders. My oh, bad. okay. The Islanders. I'm saying the wrong <laughs> thing. My bad. Beat the Islanders last year and then to come back to New York and beat the Rangers. That'd be special. But we got to win. Game five first. And listen, what a feather in the cap it would be of this organization to win three in a row but then beat a team that seems unbeatable in the abs. I mean, the Lightning organization is unbelievable. Tim, their first year was 1992, and they've already run three Stanley Cups. The Rangers' first year in the NHL was 1926. They've only won four. Mm-hmm. So won in in 95 94. years, they have one more than the Lightning have in, in 30. So they're doing things the right way. Down in that organization, and man, I just I want them to get this last one because I think this separates this group from a lot of other groups. I think it really, really puts them on a pedestal. So we'll see. Once again, Lightning win tonight by a score of four to one. Uh, under comes home. They now have a minus one seventy. Uh, that is the adjusted series price uh, for them to win. If you believe in the Rangers to come back, plus one fifty. But they are a dog. Or sorry, they are a home dog. Yeah, that's right. Huh? Uh, plus one. Uh, what I say? Must plus one twenty. You can catch on the Rangers if you like the Rangers at home. Once again, they've won both games at home in this series, eight and one. But certainly feels like Vasilevsky is uh, is back to his uh, last series ways. Uh, real quickly before we hit the top of the hour, Sean uh, Tiger Woods announced today that he will not be playing in the U.S. Open next week in Boston and will be focusing on the Open Championship, the British Open. Uh, next month at St. Andrews uh, makes some sense. You know, he's he's not going to win, no matter. But he's good. I don't see if he just show up. That would have been nice. Yeah. But I think he – I good for the ratings. I do think, Sean, that he believes that he can win the Open Championship. Mm-hmm. He's going to focus on that. Um, this uh, – this the live, um, the live Tour. By the way, they're doing it big. Have you seen – like any uh, of the the video of, of the events there, I mean, it's big time. It's major. I mean, it, I saw this one deal. They're going to some kind of uh, pairings party or whatever for, I guess they got a program or something that was going on. And, I mean, it, it's big time. I mean, They it, called you up yet? Uh, I got to give them a game a little better. Yeah? Yeah, I work on my chipping. But other than that, I'm probably ready for the LIV tournament, at least in my mind. But – they're doing it big. PGA better get right. I'm just telling you, with the kind of money they're doling out and the way they're going to treat the players that decide to go to that league, I think PGA got it. Hey, they can sit back and act like it's all good and we ain't worried about it if you want to. But money talks and how you treat people talks louder. So there's been some rumors out there about more players. So this uh, – this weekend they're in London but then they're going to Portland in a couple weeks and there's some rumors that uh Bryson could be joining them like give me one reason there's why you some... wouldn't I don't know it's kind of dirty money I mean how much we do a lot of business with them here in this country it's not like this is an isolated deal and somebody offer you 125 million I'm going to play <laughs> yeah you guys can get mad if you want to <laughs> All right, we'll talk to Cody Decker, top of the hour. It's the nightcap, young people.
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.